Welcome to Lighthouse Chapel International, Columbus, Ohio. We invite you to discover the life-changing anointed Word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Gilbert Asamoah. Reverend Gilbert Asamoah is a well-seasoned minister who serves as the General Overseer of the Raccoon Diocese in Lighthouse Chapel International, USA. Founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills with over 1,800 branches worldwide. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we want to acknowledge you in our midst, Lord. We invite you through your Holy Spirit to be our instructor. We ask you to fix our attention on you, Lord. Deliver us from our distractions. As the word of God comes, we pray, oh God, that our hearts will be drawn again to you. That you are our main purpose for living. Thank you for your help. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank the Lord for a very powerful time of worship. Psalms 34 is powerful. Amen. As you can see, a lot of the songs words are from Psalms 34. Wisdom for leaders. And we said that all of us are being trained to be leaders. And a leader must have a direction and a vision. In fact, if you are a leader, it means that you are heading somewhere and others are following you. But the starting point is that you must learn to lead yourself. Because people would like to follow somebody who seems to know where they are going. Amen. The first car accident I had was a very stupid car accident. In fact, I don't know whether there are any intelligent car accidents. But this one did not have to happen. Amen. Amen. The only reason why it happened was that as I, I was a new driver, I didn't have a lot of experience. But as I was driving, I saw a car that seemed to have parked. And I thought the car had parked because of traffic. So what you do is that you, you, you stay behind that one that is in front of you until the way is clear. Is that not so? Well, there was, I mean, there, there, I don't even remember what time of day it was, but all I know was that the car I parked behind was going nowhere. It was not, it was parked. It was not in traffic trying to go. Amen. And so, after a point, I realized the car was not moving. So this leader was not going anywhere. So I needed to leave this leader and follow another leader. Well, as I was leaving, I misjudged the distance between my, my car and that car. And that is how I had the accident. I, I, I thought there was enough space. And then, you know, surprisingly, when the insurance and all these people came in, you know, police and all that, um, I know that if I remember correctly, there was only one person in that car. But then all of a sudden, there were three people who said they were in the car. And, 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 and they were claiming... You know, all types of things. And then, and then my, um, um, you know, my insurance company people told me that, you know, they started bringing the medical bills and stuff. And then they sued me. 
They sued me and they sued the insurance company. And they told me, don't worry about it, we will take care of it. If you know for sure there was only one person in the car, you know. But it was all because I was following a car that was going nowhere. <laughs> you, to be a leader, you must be headed somewhere. Hallelujah. And when Christ calls us, he, you know, one thing Jesus said, he said, as the Father sent me, so I send you. Hallelujah. And so, everything that was written about Christ, it was like a practice run for the people who would later come after him. Christ went into the waters of baptism. He had no sin. He had nothing to repent of. But he did that as an example for us. Hallelujah. Okay. And then, and then that's why John the Baptist was surprised. That, why are you coming to me for baptism? I should come to you for baptism. And he said, let us do it because by this we will fulfill all righteousness. So Christ was our example. In the beginning, he said, I am the light of the world. But then, you know, by the time we got to Matthew 5, 14 or so, he said that you are the light of the world. And so, what happened to Christ is a template and an example for us. Amen. Amen. And so, Christ had, you know, a clear purpose of why he was here. So, he could not be dissuaded into useless things. Amen. Amen. When you don't have a clear purpose, that is when people make an agenda for you. When people ask you, what, what are you doing uh, Friday night? You know, when, when a, a, a guy is interested in, in a lady. You know, the ladies who are smart, I mean, if you don't like that, if you like the guy, okay, if you like the guy, even if you have something planned, you say, oh, I'm nothing important. And then, you know, you know that something is coming. But if it's a guy you don't even want to be associated with, if you don't have anything to do, you make something up. I'm doing my homework, I'm doing this, I'm doing, you make things up. Because when the moment people see a loophole, that there's nothing really going with you, then they begin to design something for you. Hallelujah. Amen. And so that's what we are learning about seven things that every Christian, seven distractions every Christian should avoid. Hallelujah. Amen. Number one is what? Distractions that come from people who have not heard from God the way you have. Number two. Uh, All right. Avoid the distractions that come from. Okay, wonderful. Number three, somebody else other than MS. Distracting from technology, phone calls, or any type of technology. Hallelujah. Amen. Number four, I think we've done up to five, if I'm not mistaken. Avoid the distraction of false brethren. Hallelujah. Amen. Right? And then number five, which we tackled last week. Carnal leaders. Carnal Christians and people who are not as committed as you are. That is assuming that you know the difference. In fact, when you don't know the difference, chances are that you, you are the same. Amen. You see, one of the one of the signs of leadership and wisdom and people who are growing. Because when we talk, we call you a leader, it means that you are you are growing above the rest. Hallelujah. You know, every teacher, every good teacher, you know. Like, I've, I'm not officially trained as a teacher, but because of national service, okay, I've taught for two years. Amen. One after my sixth form and the other one after university. Hallelujah. But when you come to a, a, a new class, a new group of students enter the class, you know, within a few, maybe the first day, by the first day, you will know the ones that are likely to be 
leaders or or good examples do you get it who they may not necessarily be the brightest of the students but you can see that you know they, they, they you, you you can work with them right you can work with them like the way they are you know because there are some who drag the class down or who frustrate the teacher but the others who actually you see that they are they want to work with the teacher so you can start very quickly amen and so as we are talking about distractions you know it presupposes that you have a sense of the distinctions between you and other people okay that's why the first point is very important because if you don't know the distinctions then there's nothing to really be distracted or not to be distracted from because because you know you are like water you know how water has no shape water takes on the shape of everything it contains but the reason why we are studying these points these lessons is that even if we didn't see ourselves as such we would now see ourselves as very different and distinct from others hallelujah because we have heard certain things that others have not heard and god has given us a call when he called us as believers he called out our name to be called means to be summoned distinctly hallelujah all right so number six that we are adding today avoid the distraction of unproductive arguments and quarrels avoid the distraction of unproductive arguments and quarrels hallelujah i mean it's very loaded and, and probably will take the whole day if not more but depending upon your personal bent okay depending upon your nature some people are like everything they will let it slide like no big deal they will let it slide so 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 so, so some people are not going to be um tempted to be involved in unproductive arguments and quarrels by their very nature hallelujah i mean if if um i remember i was watching a movie called monkey trouble and 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 this man's monkey had gotten lost do you get it and uh, a little girl had discovered a donkey but she didn't know the donkey had an owner so she, she it became like a pet and she was hiding it from her parents she would bring the once she's going to school she'll bring a donkey to a, a pet place where do we watch it for for her and then she'll get a donkey on her way home but once she brings the donkey home she has a way of hiding the donkey nobody knew where the donkey was amen now the real owner of the donkey the purpose of the donkey was the donkey was to steal for him like a jewelry especially and money you know and so when the donkey was lost he's out of commission <laughs> amen he and he had he had promised to actually hire or rent this donkey out to some rich people who were going to uh pay him large amounts of money so when he couldn't find a donkey you know i mean i said donkey monkey when he couldn't find a monkey uh it was a big deal so he, he started looking in, in this park and met this person who said they've seen the, the, the monkey right so he will ask did you see the monkey who did you see the monkey with the person said i think i saw it with the, this boy or this girl okay did the girl go this way the person said yes did the girl that did the girl go this way everything that um you know he would say the answer was yes and so and so he asked do you know any other english word besides yes and the person said yes <laughs> do, do, do you get it so 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 you can see that you know it, it was going nowhere 
<laughs> Do you get it? Now, such a person who will say yes to everything, who, who, who doesn't want a challenge, is not likely to need this point. The, the, the arguments and quarrels. Amen. But there is a certain kind of people who like to make their point and want to make sure that you know that they are right. Do you get it? <laughs> want to make sure that you know that they are right. And, and, and actually cannot tolerate when the wrong thing is being taught as the right thing or the wrong thing is, is the prevailing thought. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And I used to be, to be like that a lot. <laughs> so, so they nicknamed me Lawyer Kutaji. <laughs> and evidently there was a lawyer who, you know, when, I don't know whether when I was born or, but he was in the, in the um, uh, Bakwai area in Ashanti region that my parents used to talk about. But you see, as I grew and became a bit wiser, I realized that a lot of arguments and quarrels actually are pointless. Amen. 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 But sometimes, sometimes, what it, uh, is at stake, there's two things that people will quarrel about. Sometimes it is a concept or an idea or a, a, a phenomenon that is outside of the people who are quarreling. So, for instance, if, I know this guy is a soccer expert, but Ishmael, do you get it? <laughs> so, so if I mean, I know a little bit of soccer, but ever since Ghana lost in the, what was it, 1990 or 1991? They, uh, the one that we went to finals with the Lako d'Ivoire. Which year was that? After that, I decided not to put my heart into soccer because I nearly broke my wrist because of the excitement and falling down. Do you get it? So, I will not, even if he was not a soccer expert, I will not hold myself out as Somebody who knows, like, even from that time, I don't even know who has, I mean, I know a little bit who won this year, the, you know. But if, suppose I enter into an, a soccer argument with him, you see, maybe five minutes into the conversation, he has to be smart to know that there's no need wasting my time on this because the guy doesn't know much. <laughs> but he's, he's, he's just wasting my time. But sometimes when, when you are not able to make that distinction, Okay, you can work yourself up into a frenzy. Okay, and and what I'm saying is that okay now for him, who is into soccer, whose father is into soccer, who is at a certain level, is a bit personal. Do you get it? That that you can't say it is a stand out out of outside of him. But if he and I enter into an argument about Neptune or Pluto, okay. And we are not astrophysicists or we are not into it's just a general discussion about the stars. Let's say you know, Bishop talks a lot about stars and how it's good to know the planet. So let's say we go and stand out, is this Venus, is this whatever? And we enter into a heated argument, okay? <laughs> about it. To the point of everybody is trying to prove the other one. That one is a bit outside of both of us. Hallelujah. And in in a certain sense, it is easier to pull out of that because whether it is Pluto or whether it's Plato, it doesn't change anything. It will not put money in your bank account. It will not do anything for you. It, it is only an opportunity to display how maybe astute you are about astrophysics and the cosmology and things like that. Do you get it? But then sometimes the thing that we are quarreling about is something that is so close that you cannot easily walk away from. And even when it comes to the truth about the Christian faith, okay, 
Because it is in the context of this that Paul was writing to 2 Timothy. Let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 2. Because as Christians, as a Christian, it ought to be important to you the truth, right? It ought to be important to for if you meet somebody who told you Christ didn't die on the cross because in the midst of the you know all the confusion and the crying of the ladies, his disciples sneaked behind their back and were able to take him from there. You know, they tricked the they sprayed pepper into the eyes of the of the uh, Roman soldiers and they, they were able to get Jesus from the cross and want to feed him with apples and other fruits to revive him and then they took him to India. Are you listening to me? And then Jesus didn't really die. And then afterwards, he, he continued his ministry elsewhere. If you meet somebody so passionately preaching this on the streets somewhere, <laughs> amen, you'll be tempted to say something. You'll be tempted to go and challenge it. Amen. But then there's a way we should go about it. And there's an extent to which we should go about it. Because some of these arguments is to avoid the distraction of unproductive arguments and quarrels. So let's start from verse 14. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 14 okay remind them of these things charging them before the lord not to strive about words to no profit to the ruin of the hearers so paul an experienced uh, minister is advising the younger one timothy that remind them not to strive about words to no profit okay to the ruin of the hearers sometimes when we strive about words it's a waste of time is it's not really leading to uh somebody suddenly discovering the truth and getting born again you get it some of some of the arguments that we make you know uh, in christian circles sometimes there is a genuine error for someone who is seeking the truth and 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 if the spirit of the lord is leading you you will know who is disagreeing with you and whether the person actually intends to know the truth and there's a genuine hunger in that case, you, sh- you can spend time and explaining things to them. Hallelujah. But then sometimes you see that the, the whole point of the argument is not about discovering the truth. It's about arguing for arguing sake. And the person's mind is locked in into a certain point that you are not going to be able to discover, I, I mean, change their mind. So then it becomes a useless and unprofitable argument. Go to the next verse. We are going, I believe, to verse 26. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God. A worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So now, keep there. Um, I need you to understand. Okay, the Bible says Jesus introduced Himself with three things. Okay, He said, "I am what the way, I am the truth, I am the life." Okay, so so if you understand that very well, see, a lot of times when we, des- we describe concepts and words and ideas outside of the personhood of god then it's all a meaningless exercise but you see truth is not an idea truth is not a thought truth is not a concept truth is a person hallelujah so now so now what we are doing in terms of arguing and discussing and quarreling okay let's make sure that christ is at the center and so the apostle is saying that look Okay, in as much as I don't want you to spend a lot of time quarreling about things, I, I want you as a person to convince yourself that you have studied, be diligent, be hardworking, okay, to present yourself approved not unto man, okay, but approved unto God. A, a worker who does not need to be ashamed. 
So what is going to make us ashamed? If we have not rightly divided the word of truth or the word of Christ, truth is Christ. So it's not saying that, okay, okay, don't, you have, don't do arguments and quarrels and therefore it is enough to be ignorant about the word of God. No. He's saying that you know the truth for yourself. Know Christ for yourself. Now when you are so much enthralled and engrossed in the truth, who is Christ? Then it is not unto a man that you are going to now display how much you know to be approved of men. But your approval is from who? From God. So you study to show yourself to be approved unto God. And you do that by what? Rightly dividing the, the word of truth. Knowing what the truth is. Hallelujah. And then being convinced. Because you see, the, the greatest thing and the greatest satisfaction you ought to have is that you know what is true. You know the truth. And that God is pleased with you. Your greatest satisfaction ought not to be that everybody else knows you are true. You see, one of the things that bothers me, well, I don't know what bothers me, but I wish it had happened was about Joseph in the Old Testament. How he was accused by Potiphar's wife that he tried to rape her. Do you get it? And how the man was innocent. Because the whole deal was that, you see, there are certain sins that you can commit that nobody will see that you can i mean there's there is no external consequence i mean here here's the woman has given you the scholarship so you could say that there was no uh what do you call it, risk on joseph's part but he said i don't want to sin against what is important and against my god and so he denied it but then that rather landed him in where prison and so and so i I mean, in naturally speaking, naturally speaking, what you, what you wish is that after uh, uh, Joseph became important and became the second in command in the land, I would have brought, what's her name, Potiphar's wife, the look, you tarnish my image. This thing went on the news. Everybody knows how and why I went to prison. And now, because of the king's favor, I'm the king, but at least I want to clear my name. I mean, you need to, you need to now let everybody know. But he didn't bother. He didn't bother. At least it's not recorded. Hallelujah. But most of us would have liked to clear our name. I mean, for the record. And, 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 and it is because we are so much enthralled with the honor of man. As to what does man think of me? What do they think of me? And what would they, how do they see me? If we are truly moved more by what? To be approved unto God. Sometimes, some of the things we quarrel about and waste time and be distracted on is useless. We will leave it long ago. Hallelujah. Okay, let's go. Next verse. It said, But shun profane and idle babblings, for they will increase to more ungodliness. And their message will spread like cancer. Harminos and phylletos are of this sort. Who has strayed concerning the truth, saying that the resurrection is already past and they overthrow the faith of some? So hold the thought there. Do you realize that these Harmonists and Philetus were believers? They were Christians. Okay? I mean, if they were not Christians, they, they, they would not have been a threat. I mean, if an unbeliever is standing around somewhere saying things, and it's a common knowledge that these this people are unbelievers it will not be a threat against the body but when people come from amongst our ranks 
and they distort the message of Christ. And they change things and twist things around and they extract a following. That's when it becomes a threat. Hallelujah. And Paul is saying there comes a time that you try to convince these people and tell them their error and they won't listen. He said that if you continue in that, you are, uh, you are engr engrossing yourself in vain and profane babblings. Now look at what he's calling vain and profane. This, what they are talking about is not about profanity as we know it. It's like they are twisting the scripture saying that the resurrection is already past. Like he's talking about the resurrection of everybody. So if you tell everybody that the resurrection is already passed, those who, who are going to be saved have already been chosen. Because there are some people who preach that. Those who are going to be saved have, have already been chosen. One for the four thousand or whatever the number is. And everybody else is a matter of chance. <laughs> Amen. You will distort and overthrow the faith of some. And sometimes you can spend so much time trying to convince somebody of something that they've already locked their mind on. He said, no, no use. Hallelujah. Next verse. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands. Having this seal, the Lord knows those who are his. And let everyone who named the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Hallelujah. One day we will know who is telling the truth. But your duty is to know the truth for yourself. Know, and knowing the truth for yourself is not just knowing a bunch of Bible verses. You must have a personal relationship with Jesus. And the, your, your, your engagement of the truth is the, your engagement with the person of Christ. And especially the person of the Holy Spirit who is Christ in, in, the, in the now. Hallelujah. Next verse. But in a great house, there are not only vessels. Okay, go to the next verse. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel unto honor. Next verse. Flee useful last. Okay. Next verse. But avoid foolish and ignorant disputes. He's repeating this thing. Avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife. Hallelujah. Remember verse 14 began with that. And here, um, maybe let's go to 26. And that they may come to the assassins and escape. Oh, did we jump? Okay, what I meant is like, let's keep going till we get to 26. So, R24. Yeah. Okay, a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but, but be gentle to all, able to teach and patient. So, you see, we, we are being caught upon a very fine line. Okay. You will be provoked to the point of quarreling. You will be provoked okay now so far what we are reading in this passage has to do with doctrinal differences okay it's doctrinal difference harmonious and phalatus it was a doctrinal distortion okay but what if what the quarrel or dispute is about is not a doctrinal or a, a teaching difference what if it has to do with your reputation hallelujah because often most of us are not going to find somebody I mean, sometimes what we are calling about may not be about something that's like about uh, Christian teaching. But somebody, like, like Paul, for instance, Paul was accused. He was one time accused that he's desecrating the temple. Amen. Because there were rumors that he has brought Gentiles into the temple. But you know that account when he brought, what's his name? Uh, Titus. You know, Titus was half Jewish and half Gentile. But to the, to the Jewish people, if you are half Jews and half Gentile, you are a Gentile. Amen. And, and um, you know, Gentiles typically were not circumcised. Jewish people, a male has to be circumcised. 
Do you get it? And so, if you are poor and you bring Titus into the temple, they will consider that you have desecrated the temple. Because they consider that uh, Titus is, uh, what do you call it, Un unfit to be in the temple. But that statement was not true. In fact, the scripture records that Paul, in order not to bring any confusion, in order not to, to, not, not to cause any problem for the Jewish believers, Paul took uh, Tartus aside and circumcised him. Did you know that? Tartus, poor Tartus, he was a full-grown man. Amen. Amen. And Paul caught him. I'm sure he hired some wansam somewhere. I don't think Paul himself was a wansam. But, 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 Titus, Titus was a full-grown man. I mean, you know Titus, the, the, the preacher, the one that epistle was written to, the scripture says that Paul took Titus and circumcised him. So that, and you know, Paul writes in Romans that, you know, certain Jewish practices don't have to be fulfilled by Gentiles. But sometimes to avoid all confusion and all, he will just do it just to avoid order. And so it is not true that Paul was desecrating the temple by burning Titus. But that is the rumor. He was accused of that. Amen. Jesus was accused that he was telling the people not to pay taxes to Caesar. But it's not true. Amen. I mean, when the time of paying of taxes and the Judas has stolen all the money, they didn't have money to pay taxes, he sent Peter that the Lord is going to perform a miracle. Go to the sea and the first fish you see what comes out because somehow jesus said that the money will be enough to pay my taxes and your taxes jesus and peter so the rest evidently they didn't owe irs or they, they had paid or maybe they were under age or something but the, what was at issue was peter's taxes and jesus's taxes and the lord was going to bring just enough money to pay miraculously so jesus himself was paying taxes how how, how, how would they say he's telling people not to pay taxes hallelujah are you listening to me? So what I'm saying is that if you are a follower of Christ, if you want to follow the path of Christ, you will be accused of things you have not said and you have not done. And if you allow yourself to be drawn into those things that every instant you are defending yourself, it will dissuade you from your purpose. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? You will not be able to, I mean, you will, you will be always talking to defend yourself. Bishop Saki said one day he was there. And then he heard on radio. Yeah, I hear these people are really stealing money. And I hear that one, Pastor Saki, Pastor Saki, Pastor Saki. That guy, that one especially. He has stolen a lot. In fact, the last thing I heard is that he's taking louvers from the church and he's selling it, putting it into his pocket. So, oh, here is somebody who was a lawyer. Do you get it? Has put his profession aside and is preaching. He said, I want to serve God full time. But now, he's been accused of stealing louvers from the church. Which lovers? Amen. Look, don't allow yourself to be distracted by every accusation. And if you don't develop a thick skin when you are following Christ, people are going to accuse you that you are, you are being a, a, a favorite. There were some times that people were saying that, uh, uh, that, that, you know, the church, you know, people have made it like, uh, you know, if you are, if you are not uh, a tree speaking, you know, you are treated a little bit differently. But it's not true. <laughs> it's not true at all that's further away further from the truth but you see you need to know that these things will happen to anyone serving christ hallelujah Amen. and so there's this scripture i want us to look at second corinthians chapter 13 and verse 8 second corinthians 13 and verse 8 for we can do nothing against the truth hallelujah 
we can do nothing against the truth but for the truth any argument is if you know the truth if you know that what is true that this is the truth that regardless of what somebody says you need to develop what elephant thick skin and and not don't allow yourself to be moved because you know what is true if you don't know what is true that's different amen but then if you get distracted about today somebody has said this the next day somebody has said it as a christian leader you won't be focused on the task at hand you will spend your time chasing rabbits that you never catch and you spend your time i mean the thing is that there is always going to be people who don't believe everything you are saying amen and the sign that you are maturing is that things don't move you the way they used to bother you when you are growing and maturing you get to a place where you say you know what like bishop likes to say i'll prefer to hear my dogs barking any day than to hear all this criticism and what people are saying but it is only because you have a clear-cut goal if your goal in life is for people to like you if your goal in life is for people to love you for people to say good things about you then you become like a ball being dribbled by Nathaniela Samoa. I heard I found out there's a Nathaniel Samoa who's a footballer. <laughs> Amen. You, you'll be driven around and the devil knows the hook what to use to get you. Let not your mind be distracted by useless arguments, quarrels, whether it has to do with you personally or whether it has to do with the Christian faith. The only time you engage is when you see a genuine quest to know the Lord whom you have given your life to. Put your hands together unto the Lord. Let us, let us rise up and pray and then bring the Lord an offering. Sovereign Lord, we are grateful to you that you have paved the way for us to know you, the one true God. And now we bring before you our hearts, our inclinations, our interests, our joys, our hopes, our aspirations, with our money, which we sow in support of the preaching of the gospel, that your name will be known in the earth, your salvation going to the ends of the world. May you bless it and multiply it for the glory of your name, in the name of Jesus. Amen.